I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sunday evening, May 23rd, here in the Cyclone Fanatic home office in beautiful Bondurant. Uh, It's still under renovation. Got boxes and uh, looks more open though. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I got some new new furniture here from our friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. Um, we're rebuilding this thing from the ground up. It's like a, it's like a program. You know, you just got to tear some things down to build it back up. We've been here for ten years. That's what we're doing right here. Trust in the process. We are. <laughs> Man, this has been a long process. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> well, the problem is like. Anybody who has kids and a career knows what you're talking like you you start like a couple pro but you can't finish anything. So that's where I'm at with this office. It's like, oh, should probably get the kids' bathroom done first. You know what I mean? Like that's a there's, little more there's, important. There's no time. Uh, I want to thank our friends at MechDine, the MechDine Corporation. Check they, them out at MechDine.com. They built something from the ground up. <laughs> they did well played right there, Brent Bloom. It really, they had, it didn't exist. What I, got they had. A, I got a text from uh, my friend uh, Chris Clover from Mechdyne the other night. He was um, he was over at Kins, uh, the not so secret speakeasy, one of my favorite spots in Des Moines. Uh, anyways, um, uh, Mechdyne dot com. That's where I want you guys to go, and I want you to check out the careers tab. I actually saw on their Twitter page they were honoring some, um, you know, some some employees who have been there for X amount of years. And I was like, oh, they're not engineers. They are in like human resources. And like, there's all sorts of jobs there. It's a great company. Awesome benefits. Go to MacDine.com. They love Iowa Staters. So you're already going to have an in. Tell them that Williams and Bloom sent you. That might get you an interview, actually. Put that in your cover letter. I actually think it would. It doesn't hurt. I think that they like us. Always personalize your cover letter. Yes. A little, 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 oh, uh, a little bloom tip. A bl- a bloom tip there. Well, yeah. Make you make yourself stand out. Here's what we have on tap for tonight. Uh, we've got point spreads, special game point spreads from FanDuel for Iowa State. We're going to break them down. Um, I want to talk about where some of these former Cyclones are ending up uh, via the transfer route. I think we can piece some things together about why last year didn't go so well. And, uh, man, a a staggering statistic. We like to do the sports business stuff a little bit, but I've got a staggering statistic about live sports and the the value of it compared to, like, a sitcom. Like, uh, you know, um, unfortunately, I think my all-time favorite show, Home Improvement, wouldn't do so well today. Do people watch sitcoms anymore? Not really, and I'll tell you about that later on in the podcast. With that, we'll get going. And you know how we start things on the Sunday night podcast. We've got to fire up some English. Let's go. Bring in the horns. I actually, uh, I heard from Chris English this week. So they are at the Des Moines Arts Festival Saturday afternoon. Okay. June 26th. Okay. 
And then uh, Chris told me that their first show back post-pandemic will be what is XBK? Is that a bar? I, you know, I'm not. I'm not up I'm not with hip. the. I'm not hip anymore. XBK Des Moines. Yeah, yeah, that's a bar. Where's that at? Is it a uh, that's bar? on 24th Street. It's like a. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's like a venue for live music. 24th Street. Where the hell is that? It doesn't matter. English and I once went to, you know, because in Halloween. It's by the old Drake Diner? Seriously. Oh, so there'll be a lot of Drake kids there. Yeah, so it's cool. 24th Street's Drake Camp. They're going to crush it. That's where you can go and uh, check out English's first concert back. It's go. awesome. We once went to, because uh, Halloween's a big deal in college. Because the, the girls, you know, they, you can, they can wear whatever they want. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I remember Halloween in college. Anyways, that's not what, but that is kind of why it's a big deal. We we went out as George Strait and Kenny Chesney one year together. How'd that work? Oh, the chicks, man. They loved with it. They loved it. I'm kidding. Halloween I memory. think I probably ended up with you at Welch Avenue Station. Yeah, I mean, we ended up watching some West Coast We're watching game. like Dirk Nowitzki. And- yeah, was with the 45-year-old guy smoking a pack. But it it's fine. Well, they were, all the kids had fun. No, my uh, Halloween memory... <laughs> that was back when you remember the show Deal or No Deal. Oh, yeah. some guy and I still legendary showed up. I think it was at Sips when I was there on Saturday night. Um, he was Howie Mandel, and he had like six Deal or No Deal briefcase ladies. Yeah, I was like, I actually, good work, man. I actually think I was with you that night. <laughs> I actually quite remember that. And or, I just admired. Wasn't that at the old Astas? No, it was a Stas. Yeah, it was the old memory. <laughs> it wasn't Sips. It was a Stas. It was a Thursday night. Yes. The oldest stops. Do people remember the oldest stops? We need a history lesson. It used to Man. be like a little. I it was, used it was to. was on Welch. I used to, because um, I lived on Welch. I get the cheese one balls. Year, my senior year, I lived on Welch. And I would always stop at a stops and have a beer on my way back. It's it like, you know, it's, it's a long it was, walk. It though. was tiny. Yeah. Not the newest stops. No, old the one old on one. Which is where, like, I mean, what in the hell is there now? I mean, it's all torn down, isn't it? There Remember was where a, fuel was? It was right yeah, next to that. Fuel. We need just to do a book on the old 2000s, early 2000s. Maybe I could. Uh, maybe that could be a chapter. The hookah bar. Man. Uh, anyways, that was a little off topic, but thanks for sticking with us here on the Williamson Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. <laughs> There's that, the one thing I have learned. We have a lot of people our age. I know. It's, it's right listen to this, house. and they they're probably digging this conversation right now. I still remember when, the, what was the bar before Outlaws? It was like uh, well, my first week on campus and I was dumbfounded. But I, you know, I'm this naive freshman from s- the suburbs and I get a little flyer. Remember you used to, they bring the flyers around at the dorms. Like they would, they put it on your, your door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for like a, a foam party at Big Shots. Oh God. And I was like, what? What? What are you talking <laughs> about? Foam parties go? are so gross. I never went. I mean, oh, I wasn't cool enough been to, to go. One? I've never been to a foam party. Um, but that turned into Outlaws. I think it was called Big Shots, pretty sure. I went to a foam party in Puerto Vallarta <laughs> on spring break. What do you What do you wear? I mean, I just wore, like, normal clothes. So, <laughs> the for people who are listening, they don't know what a foam party is. So, it's like there's a dance floor, right? 
to just blast foam everywhere. Well, yeah, and like all of a sudden, the like from above you, just water and suds just start like flying, like flying through. It's like they dump it though. It's not like a sprinkler system. And like, but you think about like all these like spring break coeds in Mexico, like you know, stuff can live in water. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about like all the not like the bacteria most, that's like safe thing. But I guess the foam. Is supposed to fight that off, right? I, I, yeah, I've, that's the only one I've ever been to. But I did not go. I I would just admired the flyer. I can't believe they were having foam parties in Ames in the early two thousands. Yeah, two thousand three was August two thousand three. I, I might have kept the flyer. But like, so the appeal of it is the bumping and grinding on the dance floor, and then everybody's like slippery. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I, I think I, that's, I imagined that's the, the appeal, right? Right. Now, I was never at that point to participate. The um, I was at Welch Avenue Station watching West Coast football. <laughs> we did that so much. I mean, we did well, every... Total complete losers. Every Thursday night, we would go to Size Roost and sit in the back. Yep. And we would bet on... Yeah, on the old online game. Yeah, we would bet on... Like, yeah, I had a guy in the Bahamas. For some reason, we were talking about the foam party. But my body, uh, my body this song, came, but we would sit there and like total losers, and there are all these cool kids around us, yeah. you know, and they're socializing. They got their two first. Yeah, they have like actual girls with right. them, and we have oh, no. a pitcher, and we we're, just keep filling it up. We're watching Fresno State. Oh, oh well, hold on, we gotta get this Rutgers game over with. Before Fresno can come Rich on. Rich Hill's got the boys playing hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Sips. <laughs> that's, that's where Blythe and Meyer were. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great Meyer and Blythe story, but I can't tell it. Dan McCartney would kill us. The rest of the football team. Hey, guys, we cover the meet, or we cover the football team. What does that get us? You're in the back of size. What was the place that, because we liked Chasers. That was another dorky bar that we used to hang out, but we loved it. But then there was the one place, like, it had a deck that was, like, behind Chasers. Oh, um, yeah. Element? Yes, Club Element. I was, that was not my place. Total douchebag bar. that was that, again... Like, but again, that was where the cool people were hanging out, and then we were at Chasers. Like that's where Jared Holman was going. Yeah, we're playing like Pac-Man on the machines at Chasers. You know, we're doing a little beer pong, but look, it's all dudes. And then you look, look up at Element, Club Element, and you got like, this going on. I don't belong there. The great part is, is. People in our era now have, you know, toddlers, six, seven, eight-year-olds, but they still remember R. Kelly at Ellen's, and they always will. Uh, I okay. still laugh, so I mean, I get to interact with some old-timers, and like, yeah, back in our day at... Uh, Peoples, man. Uh, we're, well, even older than that. Like, they have names for some of these places. Like, oh, yeah. I had uh, a... Do you remember our graduation party at Peoples? Do you remember that? I don't remember. I remember... 
Did you go to it? I did. Sure but I did. don't remember. Me and like ten guys, we oh. went together and rented out peoples for FAC. Oh, and we kept running out of kegs. So like every thirty minutes, we'd be like, "All right, can we come up with another thirty dollars a piece?" Do we? Do we try and recreate this? Like a, a Williams and Bloom night out bar crawl at. Yeah, Campus if, Town. If there's somebody listening associated with Campus Town and they Can, want us to do this, we should totally set this up. I mean, I again, I'm always up for recreating the power of 15 years ago. I can't keep up now, but I'd like to at least think that we kind of belong. Maybe not. No, we kind of do. We're way cooler than you're giving us credit for. I think so. We'll, we'll, we'd end up at Welch Avenue Station watching Fresno State football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> Who's a, kidding? that's guaranteed. <laughs> We're gonna be like, God, it's too loud in here. Let's go. It's 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 way too it's too dark. I can't see. Is, is there a Mountain West game on somewhere? Hold on, I gotta go FaceTime my kids. It's too loud. Okay, FanDuel has. Hold on, real quick. Um, Travis from Wild Rose Casino sent me a DraftKings tip on Iowa State and people betting on the clones for the national. Are these title. games available? Yeah, you can bet them. I saw them like on you FanDuel. You can actually bet them now. Okay. Yeah, if you have a, I don't know which casino has FanDuel, but it is an Iowa one. Right. Um, Travis sends me this. He got this from DraftKings. Iowa State is currently the fourth most bet team in the country to win the national championship. Interesting. So this is na- nationwide DraftKings. 5% of the handle, 3% of the total bets at plus 3,300. Okay. Now, DraftKings being available in Iowa probably skews that a little bit. I mean, I just I can't see a lot of people in like Texas doing it, other than our friend Barry. Well, it's pretty. I mean, but that's a that's a significant play. number right there. It, so this this jogs my mind. Uh, Phil Mickelson just won the PGA Championship. Which is so cool, by the way. I, I, I'm not a Phil guy. We'll get into it. What? I'm not. Uh, Phil was three hundred. He was three hundred to one. Was he really? So Iowa State has a Jeez. thousand percent better chance of winning the national championship than Phil did of winning the PGA. I feel like you should blog about that. I just might tomorrow. No, Phil's fine. He's entertaining. What is your? Are you a Tiger guy? I am, which is part of it. And uh, I've heard from some contemporaries who've worked in and around the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language here. Uh, Phil's nickname on the tour is is Fig Jam. Okay, can earmuffs for the kids. Yeah, Fig Jam stands for "Fuck, I'm good. Just ask me." So he's got this reputation as this. Well, he is. Yeah, he is good. I mean, he he's won his sixth major. I, I, but he's just got this arrogance that. And Tiger rubs. doesn't. No, Tiger does. So, so. It's so, so funny you said that because no, I. So some of my my contemporaries have worked near the tour. They say, Tiger, in his public persona, is you know this a hole that he doesn't talk to anybody. But in behind closed doors, he's very personal with the other players. Or Phil's the opposite, where he's like this. You know, unauthentic guy that's great in the PR, great with the fans, but behind closed doors, he doesn't really talk to anybody because he's so good and, and arrogant. Hmm. But again, both are legends. They really are. Like you can't. You, and winning at his age is incredible. The way he hit the ball today, and I'm a big golf guy. Like I understand the historical perspective, and I appreciate it. But I, I'm not necessarily. I wasn't waving the Phil banner that, today. No, it's interesting. I um. I should have never read that Hank Haney book on Woods because it ruined me. Yeah, like, and he's not a good guy either. Don't get me he's wrong. He's an ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he re- both- and I like him because like, I appreciate greatness. It's why, it's why I like Brady, Jimmy That's Johnson. Same with Phil. Lewis Hamilton. He's, he's a great. 
Yeah. And I'm not I'm not absolutely taking anything away from what he did. I just um I don't think like, he's a, as authentic as he comes across. That's fair. Public. You're calling him a phony a little bit. <laughs> but no, but like Tiger to me, like he's just an asshole. Yeah, to everybody. Like the stuff like Haney writes about like it's like a great how book. terrible of a tipper he is, yeah. and like it's it, that's one of the best sports books I've ever read. And it's not like it, it got um, people were like, "Oh, all of this is bashing on Tiger." It really wasn't. It was actually very complimentary to Tiger, but it painted the picture of like, uh, "I wouldn't want to have a beer with Tiger." It's, it's interesting. Who'd you rather have a beer with? Uh, probably Phil. Yeah, actually, because I think Phil would be great. Phil would have stories. He would yeah. talk all the time. He'd yeah. be entertaining. That's what Phil is. I just don't think he's necessarily like this. I've heard. I know jolly one old good guy. I know one person who's worked with him at that level, and, and for what it's worth, agreed with you. Okay. So. I, I don't think it's a secret. Like, if you look at uh, Golf Digest does, like, this poll every year of, you know, who are the good guys on tour, who are the bad guys. Phil always is hit or miss. Like, you either love him or you don't like the guy, even from fellow. Man, wasn't players. that incredible today? It was though, great. I mean, it was, it was wild. And it, it actually made me, today, was as normal of sports. Oh, Situation since we've had since probably the Super Bowl. Did you see my tweet about that? No. I tweeted when he was walking up the 18th. I'm like, oh, imagine us that. a year yeah. ago. Who do you get away from him? <laughs> Stay away. You're gonna kill him. Well, between that and the playoffs, <laughs> where there's 15,000 fans at all these venues, yeah. and, but like uh, those golfers, like Kepka couldn't even like get through the yeah. crowd. Like it was wild. That was crazy. No, but good for Phil. I mean, I think it's it's amazing. It shows the progress of fitness and technology of at his age. Mm. To be Good able to, point. to do what he and Tom Brady similar like the and LeBron the primes which is great for people of our era you know we're both thirty six years so old so you're telling me there's a well chance. I'm just saying like you can hold on a little bit longer now yeah. um, and you know Ty, this is great news for Tiger too because now it shows even coming fra- back from this injuries he's six years younger than Phil is like so he's got some time to Tiger win another major. Too. I'm gonna say yes because I'm never gonna doubt Tiger, yeah, I but I I would never have I I thought Phil was done for. The man is an amazing athlete. He's not immortal. Yeah, it's I so, hope he does. I think it'd be so, great. It made like today great story. Like I I've I I've been in the point bloom where I I could not care less about golf for a long time now. Today I was locked in. in. Like I I really was, and I like Kepka a lot too. That which helped that he was up there. But like I I'm not like this diehard lefty fan. Yeah, but I certainly. Appreciate him. Shout out to our guy, Brant, uh, who's a big listener of the podcast, who uh, he's got folks that have a place down there in Kiwa Island. So he, oh, was, cool. he was down there. Brant's awesome. Yeah. What a great Shout guy. Shout out to Brant. He wants us to, to get Larry Eustachy on a podcast. How hard would that be? That's, a, that, that's something to strike I, I could probably. We need to. Well, we're going to start the Legends podcast. He would be a legend. So, um, yeah. And it, <laughs> he... Larry's kind of a recluse now, though, right? He's, he's yeah, he really, on his own. I don't know if he really cares yeah. at this point. All right. Um, we're going to get to those games uh, momentarily. Yeah, sorry, I, no, I, you're, I hijacked the 301 from Phil. You're, you're totally fine. But first, I want to tell you all about uh, my friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. The iowaclinic.com, it, it's, it's so great. We tell you about it every single week here. They've been a sponsor and a supporter of Cyclone Fanatic for as long as I've been here. And uh, a great group of doctors. I use Dr. Nicholson. He is my uh, primary care physician in Ankeny. But you can go anywhere. There's Iowa clinics all over 
the Des Moines Metro, all over the great state of Iowa, mainly here in central Iowa. But if you go to iowaclinic.com right now, you can do anything you want there. You can pay your bills, make appointments. My favorite little thing is you can go to the bottom right-hand part of the page, and you can check out current wait times for the urgent care. That is a huge – how many times have you been like, oh, we should probably go to – but I don't want to sit there and wait. I don't know if I'm going to get in. Boom. Takes care of everything. Plus, you're supporting a great Psych One Fanatic sponsor. Check them out at iowaclinic.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking, gravitatecoworking.com, where you can go and check out all of their different great membership options. Shout-out to our main man, Jeff Wood. He'll be on the Psych One Fanatic Vegas Charter, yeah. which is completely sold out. Uh, with our friends from Cyclone Liquors. Shout out to them. The uh, GravitateCoworking.com, you can find there's meeting spaces. They, they Now they're located on Locust, Downtown, Midtown, uh, Jefferson, and now in Cedar Falls. So they're starting to expand. I'll tell you all the time, I think it's a really good business move. I really like it. I, I keep hinting like that Jeff, that I want to invest in Gravitate Coworking, but he hasn't responded yet to that. So I don't think he's got shares for sale. But anyways, I, I, I'm a huge believer. In, we can talk about it on the Vegas trip. Yeah. Maybe I could uh, give him a few Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, cheers. Uh, Bloom and I both had hey. long weekends. At least the sun was out. Doing the Cody Road here. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. um, Have you seen these lines? I I glanced at them in one of your tweets, but I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. So we can't really do guess the lines because you probably looked at them. Yeah, I'd probably be... Uh, These are from FanDuel. Um, I'll just stick to the Big 12 okay. ones that I had circled. Iowa State minus four against Iowa. To me, that makes more sense right now. Than the seven. I, I want to see Iowa. Like I, Well, they play Indiana week one. That'll I tell know. us a lot. I mean, it, really that's will. what I mean. I, I would like to see them before. I have a feeling... I actually I thought about this. You kind of convinced me to think about this. Yeah. I actually think it might be closer to seven than four and a half. I agree. And so let, let me throw this out hypothetically, right? So let's say Iowa is going on the road to Oregon. What's the line right now? You know? 12. Right? I mean, probably 11, above 7. 10, 10. Above 7. It's Iowa. They don't, the lines don't get very big because of their Sure, but they're style. still, I mean, you think road game against top 10 opponent. Like, you don't associate right now. I get it. You don't associate Iowa State with road game and top 10 opponent. It's just not in your... In your head. In theory, could be top five even if something weird happens. Yes. You know, depending on where the rankings are. And and that's why, and and, and Trent Condon and Chad Leistikow on Cakes Note, this long segment, how they thought the seven was way too many points. But it's like, if Iowa is going to insert top ten opponent on the road here, it's going to be ten points. That's a good point. Uh, I, and and I, I, on, I know this in-state thing is different. I know the history between Iowa State and Iowa and Ference and Campbell. However... It still is a top ten opponent on the road. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got to you got to think about it and, from Iowa's perspective too. Yeah, and the the point spread guys isn't exactly so. Like if 
I, I did a commentary on it. If it was seven, I would bet Iowa. If it was six, I'd probably bet Iowa State. And it, it's sure it's I mean, because big... of the style. But like, but it doesn't matter. Vegas isn't trying to get money in the state. They're trying to get even action everywhere. Na- nationwide. And, and if Iowa State has a fancy little number like six beside them, you know, home f- home ranked home favorites is where all the dumb people put their money. Correct. Every single week, according to Vegas. But Iowa State is still not associated as that, that high-value team yet. But my point is, I think... Let's see what happens in week one. If Iowa would lose to Indiana, it, it goes to which 10. they could. It goes to ten real fast. Yes, um, but no, I, I just think you know that game. It's it's fine at four. I, I just I I always say it's still not getting value yet. And you can it, go put your money on it right yeah, now. Yeah, I boy. mean honestly, I I might. I just I don't think um, I don't think Iowa State is is seen as legitimate for whatever reason. Call it bias, reputation, tradition, the whole thing, and. And, you know, they still haven't beat Iowa yet. I understand that under Matt Campbell. I just think this is the yeah, year where it, it turns. But I would also point out that that's another reason to bet Iowa State. And w- did, Honestly, like, you yeah. think Matt's not thinking about that? Did we watch the Iowa State-Oregon game? That was not a contest. Oklahoma? Go watch that if you're interested. Uh, Oklahoma minus 18 against Nebraska. Where's that one at? I didn't know they were playing. Uh, the 18th. It's in week two. Where? Uh, that is in Norman. That'll be a bloodbath. A bloodbath. Total bloodbath. I don't know, though. You know, Frost is starting to get his guys. <laughs> Culture's finally set there in Lincoln. Is their sellout streak still going? Oh, yeah. Did they count it through the pandemic? <laughs> uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River rivalry, Sooners by 11 and a half. One thing, two things stood out to oh, me when I go shit. through these big 12 lines with FanDuel. FanDuel. That's a lot. Does not like Texas. Like they're not yeah. giving Texas near the amount of respect I thought that they would. Especially and they, early. And FanDuel loves Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State like FanDuel is leaning heavy into Iowa State. I like it. Um, Texas, and you've talked about it so much on your radio show, which I appreciated. Texas is just so unknown. Like there's no way to predict. Like the, any commentary on Texas is misplaced at this point. I could see them at ten to two. I can see them at seven five. Same. Really easily. I mean, that, again, uh, Ellinger's gone, lost a bunch on defense, but they still got guys. I think Sark's a, you know, a quality X and O. You like coach. him better than me. I do. I think though that game is is early. That could get ugly for Oklahoma's favor because Oklahoma's a known a more known product at that point. So of all the Iowa State lines that I kind of even had a, not a problem with. Uh, the Oklahoma State line was the one that made me, wow. It, November, excuse me, October 23rd, Iowa State minus 10 and a half. That's, interestingly, the last time they played in Ames, oh, Iowa State geez. was, I think, a 12-point favorite. And we lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. that's one, my, Gundy... You know, Dude. Gundy and Campbell have had some battles. So, like, everybody talks about Tom Herman as an underdog. Gundy's really Gundy's the same. Yeah. Gundy's in it. Patterson used to be that way. He's not anymore. Patterson's really fizzled out as far as that goes. Remember, I stole my I sold my stock in him before last year. I'm I've, I'm Gundy was that is that before or after the country songs? No, it was I, I sold you my stock out. in him after the 2019 season. Um, but if if I this would be a good column, buy, sell, or hold 
stock in these Big 12 coaches. I'm holding on Mike Gundy. Yeah. Because they're really just a solid 9-3, and 8-4 type program. And if so if I'm looking right now at the um, odds to win the conference – they're the uh, they're a really good value play to me at plus sixteen hundred. Like you can get. Let me ask you this. Yeah, you're a little higher on Sark than me. I like Sark. Texas plus seven hundred. Oklahoma State plus sixteen hundred. I mean, Texas or Oklahoma State's more known right now. Now they lost several guys, especially on defense. Where yeah, but so what's good. a better like value bet? No, Oklahoma State. Yeah, in Oklahoma State, if you look at all the metrics, is top fifteen for the most part. So. I think that's a good play. I don't know where that Oklahoma-Oklahoma State get, game is this year. I think it's – I'm not even going to venture again. I didn't but, I didn't put that game down. Yeah, but I just think uh, Gundy is always going to have them in the conversation. Yeah, and just for the qualifier for people listening, Bloom and I haven't, like, broken down schedules yet. We're just talking about these teams in general. general. Yeah, and so quarterback situation for Oklahoma State Sanders coming back I like again. him. I think that – you know, Gundy develops guys. Yep. He was dinged up for a lot of last year, but they had a bull win against Miami. So, I, I yeah, I think Oklahoma State. I think you hold the stock as a program, but I'm buying this year, especially at six at sixteen to one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good value. Now, are they going to beat Oklahoma in a one on one? I doubt it, but sixteen to one is pretty good. Pretty good chance there. Texas at Iowa State. Cyclones this, by nine. Yeah, I. I Listen, I mean, if Iowa State's never well. Iowa State's defeated them by nine, one time, and that was when a road shut out Charlie Strong. I mean, but, it, having them in Ames in November is going to go one of two ways. One, true, they're 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 at four losses and they don't give a shit. They're checked out, or they are getting better. Yeah, under a first year coach, and then it's like you don't want them at that time. They're super high on their skill guys. At Texas, but they always have good skill guys. I don't know. I they are a, that they backup are the, quarterback to Ellinger is pretty good though. I was, and he might not even win the job. I mean, they got another another guy in there too. So. Really? Okay, I need to yeah. I need to do some reading on Texas. They're, they're interested. They split snaps in the spring. The two quarterbacks. I, I don't know. I I think they're they are intriguing. They are one of those stories where they'll get a lot of attention in the summer of like how good is Texas, and then we'll see. Do they do they have a marquee non conference game? Um, Texas, I, I, they usually do. I mean, they've played what UCLA in years past. I think they got to have somebody there. Give me a, give me. No, a they moment. play. I think they play Louisiana Week One, right? They do. They got the Raging Cajuns. Which that that'll tell you a lot. I mean, they're going to lose. They, they, no, gonna, trust me, Texas. You want no piece of that team in Week One, <laughs> especially uh, after having COVID. Yeah, they're at Arkansas, which they, oh, that's tough. Arkansas sucks, but that's still a tough game yeah, for a new. Were, they were better last year, and then they get Rice. So, okay. all right, well. Louisiana and Arkansas is pretty good they, barometer. In theory, could be zero and two. It's it's very possible. I mean, I I would I've put them at one and one. Is that in Fayetteville or where's that game? I know Arkansas has got two stadiums. Um, yeah, that's in Fayetteville. Okay. Sorry, I just got a text from my crypto guy. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. No, I I bought. You, I've been buy, on? I've, no, I've been buying the hell out of it this week, like crazy. All right, well. But my retirement accounts aren't in your name. <laughs> we were with some friends last night, and because you get to be our age, and people sit around and talk so about like talk their four hundred one ks and like retirement. Like you, you, you trust me, young folks. 
This will be you in a matter of time. <laughs> and I go, well, right now we're it's pretty average, but if and I named a coin that nobody had heard of. I feel like I shouldn't say it because then I'm going to get all these people like, uh, I go, but if that thing ever hits $12, We're I'm, tired. Moving, I'm moving to Florida. <laughs> Y'all can screw off. Oh, I won't ever, you won't ever hear from me again. Psycho and Fanatic, we're shutting it down. <laughs> uh, okay. Have, have the keys, Jared. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Uh, Sooners are eight-point favorites. Okay, and that's any anytime you're within ten at in Norman is is a win. Man, that could be that could be the game of all games. You're talking, I mean, you what both undefeated potentially, first place in the line of the Big Twelve, definitely game day if that's the case. Both in the top five. Is that the week that the SEC plays all the like F, FCS teams? I'm not sure, but for, I, I did the calculations. I think that's the premier game. I put this on our premium board too, by the way, like a couple weeks ago. If if you're an Iowa State fan thinking that the Seahawks game will get game day again, get that out of your head right now. It's probably not going to happen from what yeah, I, I don't, from what I've been told by pretty good. That would make sense. I mean, you don't, they, they they went to that well recently. They don't want to do that again. Yeah. All right. Um, Remember when the big controversy before that game was Eric Church being the guest picker? Geez. Yeah, it's like. We, we got game day coming here, and that's what we're choosing to bitch about as a fan base. Uh, that is it for the Iowa State ones. Uh, the Big 12. So, What is Iowa State's odds to win the Big plus 12? Plus 250. So, oh, wow. Again, okay. FanDuel likes Iowa State yeah, that's, that's compared to a lot of these other books that we've what, seen. This, I mean, isn't it kind of crazy that again, sometimes you got to reset the whole situation here? Iowa State is... Two and a half to one to win the Big Twelve Conference in football. I mean, that's pretty crazy, and it's legitimate. What's Oklahoma minus one fifty or so? Probably Oklahoma is minus one seventy five. Yeah. Texas plus seven hundred. Oklahoma State and TCU are plus sixteen hundred. I wonder if word's gotten down to Patterson that we sold our stock. He's still uh, he's still got Max Duggan. You were big on Max Duggan last year. I still right? am big on Max Duggan, but I just don't know what's around him. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's that kid's a stud. Like he's he good. came in against Iowa he's State yeah, and like they, that totally changed that game. They lost a couple of defensive guys in the first two rounds of the draft, so Yeah, know. no, I know. And and frankly, Patterson's defense is just not This isn't twenty eleven anymore. It's not what it was, yeah. yeah. What are we doing? I mean, well, I know what we're doing. We're we're taking a step back on our Gary Patterson stock. Take a step back. No, he's he's Take due to give us one of those years where it's like, wait, children. TCU's good again. Kiss your wife. Know your neighbor. The videos. This is the best. They're like in Patterson's garage. I was high on your stock for a long time. Not anymore, Gary. I took a step back and looked at the recent resume. And you're fifth in the conference, Gare. That's how I'm taking my step back. How old do you think Gary Patterson is? Well, he... One game I like to play after a couple of Cody Rhodes. Is he... Name the age. Is Ference is more tenured than him, or is Patterson more tenured? Uh, Patterson started in... 90... No, 2000. So... 
Ferris has them by a year, I think. You know, Patterson follows me on Twitter because I tagged him talking about how great his music of is. Of course you did. And he's like, oh, this is great. This is him whistling. Okay, um, Gary Patterson is 69. It's a nice guess, but it's way high. Really? 63? 61. 61. Did you know he's an alum of K-State? Yeah, I did know that, Yeah, actually. they thought they could get him there for a while. They're not going to get him now. I, I don't know. I mean, TCU is just kind of one of those. Everybody and you know what? What's, what, what's West Virginia's odds? I'm going to throw him in the dark, dark horse category. So, there. that's so funny that you said I that. Like West Virginia. Because I've been working on a column about this for days now, but I just can't. I don't ever have time to ride. I would say it has to go there. It's kind of a sneaky mm-hmm. road trip. Who do you have more faith in right now? Gary Patterson at plus sixteen hundred in this kind of music. Game on. Or Neil Brown at plus five thousand. Five thousand? I'm getting fifty to one on West Virginia. Game on. I I mean I got I think the one the one Sills brother is gone. Maybe both of them. He's a good coach. I think he's very good. That's one does not give me optimism that Chris Kleiman at five thousand. Okay. I don't like that. They're no, not winning. No, 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 no. They could upset. They're not winning the conference. Is Scott Baylor, Thompson back? Yeah, he's like his ninth like year. His eighth year now. Yeah. Uh, Baylor at three thousand. Okay. Um, Tech at eight thousand. Yeah, see ya. They're done. I I I love the Wells he's brothers. Get fired. Yeah, he's gonna get yeah. fired. But they did get the Shuff kid. Oh Shuff. yeah, who somehow. After Brock Purdy just destroyed him in the game, is still thought of as a better NFL prospect than Brock Purdy. Anyway. You think I should direct message Gary Patterson and be like, hey, we're we're Twitter friends. Uh, we have and ask him if he could, you know, like English does for us. Do you think Gary Patterson would do, would do an intro on? for the podcast? I think he's looking for the pub. When he sees I'm sixty one He knows he's the, the the tunnel is near the end here. But I said this last year. It's like if I'm TCU and his bosses, I'm like, what's this guy doing? He's making mi- videos during his time. You think Matt Campbell has time to make th- a country yeah, music I think, video? I think I'm selling on TCU. I think I'm selling on TCU. Now I like I like a lot of things about Fort Worth. Oh, it's a and great the program. Town. What's the Cajun restaurant? Uh oh, it's um. We always go there. Yeah, on uh, downtown. It's good. Great. I'll, I'll I always get it. the alligator. Razoos. Yeah, get the alligator. Razoos. If you're ever in downtown Fort Worth, go to Razoos. What do you think the odds are on Kansas to win the Big 12? They just named their head coach last Un- week. Unlisted. <laughs> 25,000. <laughs> you see Lance Leopold, one of his first things is like, I want to be the Matt Campbell of... Uh, I love Lance Leopold. I really love Lance Leopold. However... What? It's it's an insurmountable task at this point. I until proven otherwise. You know, I've said this. I thought if Matt would have gone to the NFL, I think he would have been the the guy. If if like Haycock or Manning wasn't like in the wings, yeah, Leopold was he, and I don't know this for a fact, but my sourcing when Matt got hired is Leopold was two or three. I get it, makes sense. Um, speaking of, before we get into the next topic. 
Matt and the Lions in the $68.5 million. Yeah. Can I give you my thoughts here? Yeah, and I'll give you mine as well because okay. I have, you I have know some more thoughts on this. No, I don't, I don't know a lot. I, I, I'm guessing Dennis Dodd, who had the report kind of out of the middle of nowhere, got a little bit out over his skis here and, uh, and went for it in regards to this. Old I'm, school reporter. I'm guessing the Lions were interested in Matt. I don't know. I, I just hypothetically, I'm I'm betting it never got to a numbers situation. Although, if you look at the number, it would be in line with what like Matt Rule is getting at Carolina now. So I think the number is probably accurate for what they would pay to a up and coming college coach. I was just surprised that Dodd seemed so confident in that whole situation. I. So I had a different read. I think Dodds had a crazy specific thing that he was talking about to just pull up out of nowhere, out of your ass. Okay. I, I think there was an element of truth to it, probably out over his skis a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah. I think somebody from the Lions called in, um, called in a favor with a reporter because they didn't want – why? I mean, what good does that coming out do for you with Dan Campbell, with your fan base? You're trying yeah, to sell this why, guy. That's why it was, but why? Yeah, I just i I never would have imagined the whole you know Dodd coming up with this number and not reporting it until now. Like, why now? Anyway, just kind of odd. Do I think they were interested in Matt Campbell? Absolutely, of course they were. But it was the whole like, oh yeah, by the way, Matt turned down sixty eight and a half million from the Lions, just kind of casually throwing it out there. So just kind of odd. Yeah. I do think that Matt will continue to get offers in that neighborhood. So don't get like that the number didn't surprise me. It was just the matter of fact approach that he had of, oh, I'm gonna throw this out there and in the matter of uh top ten coaches in college football conversations, if that was a impact here. Yeah. No, I I don't know what to think of that. Yeah, and it was, it was, I don't, it was weird. The problem is, like, I think people, I don't know. I have no idea. And Matt, Matt doesn't have an agent. And Matt, every year after the season, goes off the grid. Right. He's And he did that after they were three and nine. So it's like, it's not like, oh, well, it's because he's out interviewing. I don't know what the guy's doing. But I bet the offer, I bet there was an offer. Yeah. I mean, or, I, or at least an initial conversation. This is what and we I, would. And I also think Matt and, like he probably like if ESPN Chicago called me to do, I don't think I would ever move to Chicago. Like sure, but I would talk to the guy. You talk to him, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Wrong like with talking to somebody. Like I, if I you it. got called from Stanford to I, do fundraising, would you take the call? Absolutely. I mean, yes, of course. Of course, so that's my point. Like, Doesn't just mean be- you're gonna go. Correct. It's it just it was kind of weird. Like all of a sudden, oh, here's Dennis Dodd, who we haven't heard from in a while. Come up with this and this other conversation. But I do think, you know, one thing to keep in mind here is after this year, when this depth of talent of all these seniors or juniors who were leaked for the NFL, I mean, I think it's a legit conversation to have of, you know, what's Matt's thinking now? You know, once you have this, this class that's top 10 preseason, when they move on, you know, if there's another offer of that or more, that that I mean I think you I think we all have to admit that's a serious conversation to have. It's great Matt turned down the Lions now. 
I do think that as these offers continue to come in, there are conversations that he'll have to have as his family. And so far, he's been here longer than uh, many coaches have in their entire tenure. And we'll just be optimistic that he, he stays for a while. Good, good, good stuff right there. All right. Um, I want to cruise through these other topics real quick, okay? Yes, please. Let's um, – I, w- I wanted to run through these guys who are transferring. Uh, we know about Bolton Gonzaga. We got news on the other four guys okay. this week. Uh, Darwin Stone Dubar to Hofstra. All right. I was told – I don't think this has been reported yet, but I was told by a pretty good source that Dudley Blackwell was going the Juco route. Okay. Which I think that's a good move. For, I'm both of those guys. I'm still kind of like, I'm not ready to just throw in yeah, the towel and say that they suck. I, I, I didn't see enough of them. Correct. Dubar has a great body. Blackwell, I think can shoot, but he had no confidence and was just in a terrible spot last yeah, year. It's so so it's hard like, to judge. Uh, Tyler Harris, interestingly, is going back to Memphis as a preferred walk on. Yeah. I mean, that's the thought is he, he, I don't know if they have an open scholarship or not when he committed. Now, maybe one will open up, but it sounds like he'll be a walk-on there. Familiar from there. Um, smart kid. So I'm guessing he can get some of his tuition, if not all of it, paid for, which is great at the end of the day. So, well, yeah, we'll see with Tyler. But it, it's just one of those things where he had his moments in Ames, but it, it didn't ever work out. And uh, clearly some familiarity elsewhere. Um. Jalen Coleman lands to Kansas. Yeah, odd. But great for him. Here's the... Uh, I feel fit, like I can it, talk about it, this it now. It fits what you've been saying for a long, long time. Yes, it does. And I and again, our premium subscribers, I, I hate to just hit everybody over the head, but this is the type of ins, insight that they're getting day to day. I was reporting along the way that Jalen was concerned about... And I give him credit for this. When he was choosing to stay at Iowa State, he was concerned that he was going to have too much pressure on him. Because yep. at this point, they didn't have Kelsher. They didn't have, right, it was, they didn't have anybody. I think that they had um, the Washington State kid. I think right. that was about it yep, at that jazz. point. Yep. And Jalen wanted to go somewhere where he could just be more one of the guys, like, and not be the focal point. And he thought that it would be too much pressure at Iowa State in that, which I like. Some people would be like, "Oh, you don't want to challenge," but I actually give him credit. I mean, he's basically Isaiah Moss, right? Totally, it's a great comparison. He knows, know your strengths, and I appreciate this. So Jalen's a super smart guy. Um, already has his masters or getting his masters. I don't even know what type of education he's going to pursue at KU. But at Kansas, not a, not likely to be a starter, but be their first or second guy off the bench, come in and knock down some shots, and be on a really good team. Kansas will be top four consensus nationally. And if you look at Jalen's career, the one thing that is missing is he's never been on a winning program that has been in the NCAA tournament that has been anywhere yeah, near the Yeah, that's why I'm really 10. happy for him and Raz because they're both going to the tournament. They're very similar. <laughs> it's like two guys that they they just haven't been around winning a lot and to be that entire college experience, Bolton just graduated. Super smart guy again, his undergrad. Two talented guys, but they could have done two things. They could have gone gone pro, both of them, made money overseas, and been out of the college experience. But what I appreciate is they stayed, decided to stay in college, understand the unique nature of it, play for great programs. They're going to win a lot. 
and hopefully get themselves on a bigger stage so they can enjoy it and, and have stories to tell when they're older. That's what it's all about. I, you know, I, I don't think you have any ill will to any of those no. two. Jalen and Rajir both will have some success. I don't think either will start, for what it's worth, but both will have significant contributions to really, really good teams. Jalen's one of my favorite dudes who's come through here in a while. He's a really neat kid. Like, I mean, I, I don't... I, I don't. I'm with you. When when Gonzaga's on national TV, I will be rooting for Raz. Like I will be rooting for Jalen. Like I, I'm. I do think it tells you the other guys though. I mean they, what call it what it is. They were misses. You know yeah, Harris yeah. wasn't. He wasn't what they thought. You know and Blackwell and Dubar were. Just, they needed those guys to be able to be contributors, and they weren't. I hope that they can turn it around. That is uh that is well said. Now yeah, I mean I just think at the end of the day. Last year, you needed somebody to be more than they were. And Jalen Coleman lands. If you look at the metrics, C-Dub had an outstanding year. Like, there, there's a reason why I got a couple of messages. Like, why would Kansas be interested in him? Look at his numbers last year. Like, over 40% from three, average double figures, pretty solid defender, uh, did all the little things well. He was just a cog on a team that wasn't very good. But if, But his numbers if you extrapolate them to a good team, he will make an impact. And I think Jalen will be very, do very well there. And quite honestly, he may do some damage against Iowa state. You, you have to expect it. Uh, and it, yep. and it's interesting that Iowa state gets uh, Anaruna and Coleman lands goes to Kansas. And I would argue both are better fits in their current situations. Well said. Last one I wanted to point out to you here is uh, just on a, it's a sports business thing from our favorite website, Sportico. They are coming on strong. Yeah, we were on them on the ground floor. Um, so it's about ESPN and ABC picking up the NHL rights. Yeah, which what's fascinating? Like, if there's charts, like just so the people don't. What did that's I hold a, him up? That's a sports business journal, Thank the paper you. copy. I read it every week. Um, the demographics, like of all the like sports, like that aren't the monsters, the NBA and the NFL. Like NASCAR and the NHL are like the big up and coming sports right now. NASCAR's coming. NASCAR's completely flipped. What? It used to be old white guys, and then Bubba Wallace came around, and now it's like really. I'm not kidding. Like, yeah, no, I believe it, it is crazy how it's flipped. What about Formula One? Because the Netflix shows help them out. Yeah, Formula One in a, so it's always been huge worldwide. Yeah, in huge, America, yeah. like we're setting TV records every week with Formula One. I caught some of that this morning. Monaco. Yeah, you want to go to Monaco some year? Uh, it looked pretty expensive. Yeah, we can't afford it, but it would be really cool to dream about. Get on a yacht? God, it would be amazing. Um, so, this yeah, is... So, but, then, but ESPN, ABC got the rights, and they're going to put a lot of them on ESPN+. Plus. So, the point here in this article, and I did tweet it out at Chris M. Williams earlier. So, there's that thing in New York every year where the big four networks get together to like pitch their upcoming series yep. and to advertisers. Yep. Um, what we learned this year is that there's not many new like sitcoms and like Grey's Anatomies and stuff like that. Like the only new things are like they're doing a new Wonder Years. They're, it's like wow. a bunch of like spinoffs that they think that they sure. can. Well, they wouldn't have had time to do any production. Correct. Because of the pandemic. Well, that and... Uh these numbers that are coming in right now. So like on average, if you're like one of the networks right now, you're getting um, 1.4 million adults, 18 to 49 per night per network. Okay. Yep. 
1.8. So that's the baseline. ABC, NBC, yep. CBS, Fox. Yep. If you take sports out of that, um, now what's what's the key if you're a ad rep? You want people to see the ads, right? That'd be the goal. It, it says 1% of that one. So I just gave you 129.4 million Americans when I gave you the 1.4 million per night. 1% of them are watching ads right now. Wow. Okay. Well, why? Because they're not watching it live. They're on Hulu. They're on DVR. Whatever. Sports. 97 to 98% of televised sports are projected to be watched live. Hmm. 97 to 98%. For instance, when Sunday Night Football is on, NBC averages 6.34 million impressions. They can basically count all of that. As live. Right, where if you're watching Grey's Anatomy, well, sure, a ton of people watch that show. Be- like, breeze through it. I watch yeah. my one of my favorite shows is The Challenge on MTV. Yeah, right, you're not well, watching the commercial. No, I flip right through them. But what they've started to do is it's tricky. Like all of a sudden, in the middle of like they'll they'll go to like a 15 second spot and then they'll go back and I have to rewind it and they're getting smarter. But it's like, why would why would ESPN and ABC pick up the NHL? Well, one, their demographics are great, but two, man, that so. Again, is this really news for our podcast? No. We talk about this 2024 television contract. Keep that in mind. Yeah. And, well, and it's also another deal. It's like, well, I don't think Netflix is going to go after that. No, but it just illustrates that college sports profitability is not slowing down at all. And so, you know, Iowa State's annual revenue is somewhere close to $100 million. Well, with the TV deal that's coming here in three years, expect that to, I don't know if it's going to double, but it's going to increase. So you're adding probably at least an additional 20 to $25 million a year to Iowa State's bottom line, which is significant. So that means you can pay more and um, everything that comes along with that. So, yeah, these properties are not slowing down. It also, though, Chris, speeds up the conversations for name, image, and likeness, and ultimately just paying the players. I mean, that's what's going to come out of this TV negotiation as this goes forward is these, as the numbers come out that, oh, the Big 12 is making X amount more, the Big 10, et cetera. The next, the next question is, well, then what are you going to give the players? And so that's what's coming. So long story short, I don't think net net for these athletic departments, they're just going to be, walking in millions of dollars more per year, they're going to have to pay more as well. Um, which, you know, is a conversation that could be had if that's good or bad. But, yeah, this, as far as these, the value of college sports, it's not going down. And, you know, we're going to have a full house, 61,500 Jack Trice. The popularity of college football especially is going to be as high as ever. I'm good. Are you? Yeah, that was a... Uh, it was a fun podcast. Yeah, we we covered yeah, a lot of ground in an hour time, there, including R. Kelly and Sips, <laughs> and our good friend Gary Patter. I figured everybody's got a last week before the holiday. Yeah, Memorial Day next weekend. That's right. You got any plans for Memorial Day? No. Hopefully, golfing somewhere. I got to give a quick shout out. This is cool. My uncle Dick is uh, being inducted into the Adams County Speedway Hall of Fame. Outstanding. Next weekend. Are you going? 
I am. I'm going to go down and uh, co-host This Week in Racing. No way. From our old stomping grounds yes. down there. Corny Nile. And I'm going to call some races on the PA, and it's pretty cool. I'm. What night's that? Saturday night. It's going to be pretty neat. I'm going to take the girls. Girls have never been down to where, where Dad grew up, just running around and being a rascal. So it, we're going to do that, and then I think we may go down to the mom and dad's condo for a few days. Well, the one thing you got to do, I don't know if you have connections at the PA system. Well, you clearly do. You got to bring Gary Patterson down to the Adams County Speedway. I mean, Patterson's just like fishing for Perfect. exposure. Yeah. Maybe he could do a concert. <laughs> hey, Gary. It's near Council yeah. Bluffs. <laughs> drive up. Duggan's there. Drive DFW. You can just hop on the direct. Just get on the American flight. I'll pick you up. We could get my. I, I'm sure that Gary Patterson would appreciate the fact that I have a Toyota Tacoma with 190,000 miles. He would on love it. that. He'd be like, "Oh man, this is great. You're living below your means, son." He might even drive himself. <laughs> I did that drive this past fall. Drive right by Tiger King. All right, good podcast, Bloom. Thanks, pal. See you next week. We'll see you next week. We've got some uh, Legends podcast coming up. The summer series will be starting here before you know it. Uh, I have a fun one this week that I'm going to do the um, Built to Lead podcast. Micah Byers is going to join me. Outstanding. Talk about, um, boy, he's had an interesting year. I want to talk to him about all that. Thanks for listening, guys. Take a step back. Everybody stop. Yes, sir. Take a step back.